I'm just here so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. To the game! Big puppy. The grand slam. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Donnie Manny, hello. Well, Joe. So, uh, U.S. Sports is back with us. We're talking Kobe and his uh, retirement announcement. I know he's not fully retired just yet. Uh, order of business first. Yes. Golden State Warriors. We talked about them last week. 19-0, and 0, Danny. I thought we were going to talk about your um, your outfit tonight. Has, it, has this been commented upon yet? It's, you're, no. You've raised the game. You've raised your own game. I was I, wearing a tie with this ensemble earlier. Right. Well, all... Uh, all Elite national radio station presenters are wearing this mm-hmm. this kind of cuff and tie ensemble kind of thing, and I, and I'm glad to see you're doing it. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah, the Warriors, nineteen and zero, uh-huh. unbeaten. I that, like your Dennis the Menace top two, but thank, carry on. Thanks very much. The um, we talked about it last week. They're going for the streak, whatever, sixteen and zero. That no team had ever done that before. Well, they did ever. it. They did it. They killed Kobe Bryant's Lakers. And uh, they haven't been beaten since. They're they're on the road now, heading off on a big. I think it's a seven game road trip, which mm-hmm. is really going to test this thing. But you know, obviously, no NBA team is going to go undefeated. Sure, eighty two and zero. That's impossible. But well, like, it's incredible what they're doing. And it, it, every every with every game, it gets more and more incredible. Okay, nineteen and zero. Uh, the quest continues. Exactly one one game at a time. So Kobe has announced his retirement via the uh, Players' Tribune on Sunday. He's 37 years old. He's an iconic uh, figure in US sports and global sport. Uh, One of the all-time NBA greats, five-time NBA champion, Mm -hmm. two-time NBA finals MVP, uh, earning a handsome two-year deal, a 48 million contract as well. We'll come on to that in a moment, actually. But um, even just the nature of his retirement announcement, the Players' Tribune, I wondered when uh, Derek Jeter launched it how it would do they're getting some good stuff there was an excellent Jason Day piece on it uh, last week Okay, you know one wonders after they got the initial week or two of, of kind of pre-organised big reveals on the yeah, Players yeah. Tribune the Players Tribune set up essentially to allow players to speak to fans without the dirty media having to be their conduit people like us yeah get them out of the picture and let the let the players tell their the, 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 the story that they want because really it's media people Tyson Fury <laughs> <laughs> who are getting in the way of the truth. Yeah, they're being misquoted. Exactly. Uh, as Tyson Fury says, all he's about is love for all men. Right. Now, Kobe Bryant, um, he wanted his truth put out there that, you know, he was packing it up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So he went to this this player's tri- tribune. Yeah. But not only did he write an article doing that, he expressed his thoughts on retirement in a poem. Nice. I suspect this will be one of my favourite minutes of uh, the week, if not the month, if not 2015. Donnie has kindly recorded and voiced the poem for us. So uh, this is uh, Kobe Bryant's retirement uh, channeled by Donnie Manny. Dear Basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western form, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you, a love so deep I gave you my all, from my mind and my body to my spirit and soul. 
as a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you. I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court, after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart, because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and hurt, not because Challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you, because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave me a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I'll always love you for it, but I can't love you obsessively for much longer. The season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding, my mind can handle the grind, but my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad we have given each other. All that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands, five, four, three, two, one. Love you always. Kobe. Wow. It's powerful stuff. I mean, is um, as basketball written back or is this uh, well, are you waiting to reply? I don't th- I think it speaks for itself and there's nothing really more to say that basketball has to say. Uh I presume he's been widely ridiculed for this, but I don't know if he deserves it. It's it's kind of nice, it's a bit different. He's making an effort. It's obviously drenched in incredible ego, but um I don't know. I, I it's better than the old uh, I'd like to thank my family and friends and all my teammates. Kobe can kind of get away with whatever he wants now, you know. He's he's achieved pretty much everything the sport can offer him. Mm. He is a bona fide legend, you know, one of the 10 greatest players of all time. He's done everything in the sport. And what's amazing is he's gotten to a point in his life where he just doesn't care. He just doesn't he just doesn't none of it this idea that like he there might be some social media backlash or he might be ridiculed by his teammates doesn't make a difference. He wants to write a poem, he writes a poem. Mm. I would. Uh, I, I certainly feel a bit childish for even bringing up the ridicule. Well, but I mean, it takes a certain kind of personality to even, you know, would even could even rise above this kind of thing. Yeah. I would recommend anybody who's interested in the Kobe Bryant uh, persona to read an article that the American writer Chuck Klosterman wrote last January. This is right before Kobe suffered a really serious injury, mm. um, and it's it's one of the most interesting interviews you will read with an athlete. Okay. Uh, Kobe sort of speaks as someone who. Like, as if somebody who had been retired 20 years, but actually he was, you know, he's obviously looking back on his career, but, I mean, he speaks with a sort of self-awareness and an insight into his own ability. Kobe Bryant has no friends. I was just going to say, the interview is phenomenal. It's the best thing I've read in a long time. Mm -hmm. I didn't read it back in January. So he meets the journalist in a cafe, morning time, Los Angeles, on the having no friends thing. What, as you say there, okay, so he's... He's he's thoughtful and everything else, but there's a lot of self awareness, mm-hmm. staggering amount of self awareness. I've no, I have friends, but being a great friend is something I'll never be. I can be a good friend, but not a great friend. A great friend calls you every day, remembers your birthday. I'll get so wrapped up in my shit, I'll never remember that stuff. And the people who are my friends understand this. They're usually the same way. You gravitate towards people like you, but the kind of relationships you see in the movies that's impossible for me. I've good relationships with players around the league. LeBron and I will text every now and then. KG and I will text every now and then. But in terms of having one of the those great bonding friendships that's something I'll probably never have 
And this isn't some smug thing. It's a weakness. It's a weakness. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, yeah. uh, you know, and it, but it's also a strength because it's that drive to be the the best that isolates him entirely from everybody he's with. You know, he's the alpha dog. He's the man. And he's so driven towards success and has been throughout his career that, like, that's all he cares about. He, the, the, going and having a beer with a buddy or yeah. watching a game, it doesn't matter to him. Serves no purpose for yeah. his destiny. On exactly. Earth. And so he's, a, he's, an, he's um, an unbelievably hardworking, obsessive. And he talks about it in the interview. One of the reasons him and Shaq were never bosom buddies is there's the perception of Shaq being lazy. Mm. It's kind of a celebrated, indulged thing. Oh, that's big Shaq. Yeah. He's lazy. But again, he had an interesting view in that. He, he, he both understood the laziness at times. He talked about Shaq's a big toe and his knee problems, mm-hmm. but also fully admitted, yeah, there were times me and Shaq could not be in the same room together. Yeah, in the in the early noughties, the Shaq and uh, Kobe were on the same team, both in their primes, and they could have they won three NBA titles in a row, and they could have won about ten if, but their egos were both of them were so big, and it was basically like they couldn't coexist. One of them had to go, mm. and there were two completely different personalities. Kobe is sort of is this sort of obsessive. Shaq is funnier, lighter kind of guy. Made movies, rap albums, all this kind of thing. Mm. Um, and Kobe, you could see it in both. You could in this interview. I mean, this was a big. This their fallout was a big deal in the American media and all this kind of thing. In the interview, in the interview, Kobe reveals how, like, you know, okay, I, I'm aware of all the faults of this guy, but all, but the, the, you know, the spin is also totally wrong. There's, there's a truer story that you're not seeing, and it's the same with him. There's a there's a sort of a vision that people have of him in the in the in the media, but it's not the whole story. And you get a sense of this guy. Uh, he's he's just an incredible personality. Obviously, he was aware that his career was coming to an end. I mean, they gave him this crazy contract forty what did they say forty eight million dollars for two years. He's played about six months of that contract. Um, he got injured, missed most of the last season. He's came back. He's been just kind of average. The Lakers have been terrible because of it. Mm. Um, there's a tradition of this in American sports. This goes on in American sports. It's like a legacy deal. As a sort of a payment, almost you know, in in America, testimonial exactly. Instead of getting like a a fancy car or a nice parking spot, they give you a, this kind of massive contract for your contribution to the team. So you know, Kobe saw the end of the light, and he decided to pack it in this week. Yeah. I mean, he'll be playing obviously to the end of the year, but like he'll he'll go on this sort of testimonial tour now, which has become a part of American sports. Yeah, go his last appearance in the in MSG will be a big thing, and you know, it, it's he's just a really really. Um, Unusual, you know, because he his father was a was a was a sort of a journeyman pro, and he grew up in Italy, right? Mm-hmm. So he grew he he went to Italy, young African African American kid, learned Italian, supports AC Milan, but is, was always an outsider there. Mm. Then he comes back to Philly, and his and his his father is involved with the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, but he's this Italian speaking guy who's been away from the um, from America for a while, so he doesn't fit in with American basketball culture either. Yeah, so he's just he's completely like. He's this very singular, very different personality in American sports. And then, sorry to bring the times against us here, right? But to, it would be remiss of us not to bring up the rape case. Sure. And he talks about that in the interview as well. So he was 24 at the time. He checks into a hotel in Colorado. Him and a woman who worked there end up having sex. Mm-hmm. He claims it's consensual. It never goes to trial. Right. She, the, the woman who accused him would not testify. Yeah. So he says in the interview... He talks about going to see a priest, actually, because he grew up a Catholic in Italy. Yeah. And uh, he talks about the comfort the priest gave him. The priest says, did you do it? I said, of course not. Then he says to me, do you have a good lawyer? And I'm like, uh, yeah, he's phenomenal. So then the priest says, let's let it go, move on. God's not going to give you something you can't handle. 
and and that reaches its conclusion. But even in the piece in, in GQ, the journalist says, Kobe knows that this is just associated with him indelibly, indelibly and even it will be the second paragraph of his obituary, yeah. um, which I thought was a really good line. But But talking about where we started with the poem, uh, Kobe says that after that, he kind of thinks, what does it mean when everybody loves you and then everybody hates your guts for something they think you did? So that's when I decided that if people were going to like me or not like me, it was going to be for who I actually was, to hell with all that plain vanilla shit just to get endorsement deals. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. He And he sort of goes off on his own on his own path then from there on and he just doesn't care, you know? He's not right. He's, yeah. he's, different, he's a different person that's publicly. The, that's the sort of the, the, you know, that's the break in his career. There's He sort of kind of grew up then and like he's... You know, he's not like Jordan and a lot of these guys of Magic Bird. They're all were kind of beloved. I don't think Kobe, generally by the American sports public, re- he doesn't have a lovable personality. You know, he just doesn't give that much. He's sort of he's that sort of narcissist, ego driven guy. I, he, re- you know, you always self aware. His one redeeming quality, self aware, and then you know, self obsessed is the downside of that. You know, yeah. and as a result, I don't think he had you know huge massive fans out who were just who weren't Laker fans. Um, but he went on his own way, and he's aware of it all. And, and like compared to many other athletes, um, you know that's something kind of fresh and different. Mm. Yeah, somebody texted in to say the weekend blues instantly cured with U.S. sports and Donny. Well, that's nice. Um, we'll leave it there. That was an interesting little chat about Kobe. Any final thoughts? Well, I just want to point anyone to uh, it's a complete change in tone. But if, if you're fans of the Cleveland Browns and of tortured sports franchises, Cleveland Browns lost a terrible game last night. And there is incredible YouTube footage of them. They've lost the play in the last game, and the, sorry, the last play of the game. And they, the camera, there's camera footage of their fans. There's one fellow, in a fit of rage, he rips his jersey off in half, like Hulk Hogan <laughs> used to do. It's Cleveland. This is one of the most, the mo- one of the most uh, beleaguered franchises in American sports. And they're all. The they hit. They hit. Yeah. Well, this guy, the Browns. The Browns hit their lowest point last night, and, and they're they all have hit their lowest point. One, this one man. He just rips his jersey in two. I'll look at the video to see the fan rip his jersey in two. It's worth seeing. It's amazing. It's 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 it's, it's sad. Donny, see you next Tuesday. Off the ball, getting inside the game. Sponsored by Ireland's favourite car brand, Ford. Go further.